The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, numbers released this week show Ottawa and the province has made about $186 million from various taxes on cannabis. From legalization until the end of March, the provinces took the lion's share of the money with about $132 million in combined sales tax and excise tax revenue. The federal treasury took in $55 million. Take a listen. Since legalizing cannabis, the Canadian government has made $186 million in taxes. This is the first time Statistics Canada released any numbers on profit made from the sale of legal pot. To break down the numbers, the federal government drew $19 million in excise taxes, a duty paid by manufacturers and producers on specific goods, and the provincial government drew in $79 million. Roughly $36 million came from federal consumer taxes, while $53 million came from provincial. Industry experts say the revenue is quite underwhelming. Statistics Canada says the majority of consumers are still buying from the black market. 65% of the consumption of Canadians is, or the expenditures is on illegal cannabis, and 35% is on legal cannabis. One of the major factors as to why people are still buying from illegal sources? Price. Illegal cannabis is 3 to $4 per gram lower than legal cannabis. The other one is on product, that the products that are available legally are not the products that they want to purchase, um, so they may be waiting for edibles to, to come online. And the other factor is proximity. They just have to drive too far to maybe their, their legal supplier, so they're continuing to get it from their illegal supplier. It is expected that the tax revenue of cannabis will increase in the second half of the year, as more cannabis retail stores are scheduled to open. It is not clear how the revenue will be used by the federal and provincial governments. So, Chadville, um, uh, if you're into cannabis, um, where are you getting it? Are you, are you getting it from your guy? Are you getting it uh, at stores? Um, maybe you're waiting for the edibles. I'd be curious to know. Let me know at 6.30, 6.30. I, I know I've heard a lot of people talking about edibles and uh, what that may mean in the next uh, few months or by the end of the year, at least. Well, joining us now is Michael Armstrong. He is a business professor at Brock University. Hi, Michael. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. All right. Were you surprised at all by the numbers uh, in that report? I'm described as underwhelming. Does that surprise you? Uh, no, not really. The uh, the taxes were less than what the governments had thought they would be getting. Uh, you know, if you look back at their plans about a year ago, but that's uh, something because uh, both excise taxes on wholesale and uh, sales taxes on retail depend on actually having sales. Yeah. <laughs> Since we've had uh, a shortage of product, particularly the dry, smokable cannabis, uh, there hasn't been nearly as much sales so far. Uh, in the legal industry as it had been thought. Yeah, there's a a number of factors in this. You talk about the supply at number one, and we'll see what happens with that in the coming months. Number two, it's it's a tricky thing to tax something uh, like cannabis because if you keep upping up the price, um, you know, people are just going to stay with their regular guy is is what I call it, and I I guess that's what we're seeing, isn't it? Uh, That is exactly the trade-off the government has to uh, look at is uh, on the one hand, they'd like to raise the tax to get more revenue to pay for all the other bills we incur. On the other hand, uh, you want to lower the tax uh, to be as competitive as possible with the black market. Mm. Now, so far, I, I don't think that's actually been a major issue. I mean, lots of people complain about the high price of legal cannabis, 
and yet the stores are sell- mostly selling out of what they can get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what I think is going on there is you've got one segment of the market, um, people who are very happy to pay uh, a 40 or 50% premium for the uh, benefit of buying a legal product. Yeah. They get something that's legal, so they're not worried about getting in criminal trouble. Um, they know it's been tested, it's labeled, so they know what, what's actually inside is what they're getting and not something that's uh, claimed to be one thing and actually something else. Um, so right now, there's an, that segment of the market is big enough to pretty much clean out uh, the available dry cannabis. Hmm. But as supplies improve, uh, we're going to start running more into sort of your average cannabis consumer, and they're going to be more price sensitive. So they might say, hey, yeah, I'm willing to pay a little bit more for the legal stuff, but, you know, maybe a dollar a gram more, not $5 a gram more. See- so price is right now, I don't think is all that big a deal, but it will certainly become a bigger issue. Uh, when we have more supplies. Yeah, and uh, there was a study out today, a Colorado-based research analyst predicting Canada could reach an oversupply of legal pot as soon as the end of this year. So that uh, that will mean a whole new uh, ball of wax right there, won't it? Yeah, I think he's a little optimistic in, in, uh, in the sense that we may have a surplus on at the uh, raw material level. Uh, given the production capacity problems that the industry's had, I don't think we'll see a a surplus at the retail level that quickly. Mm. But ultimately, that's exactly what's going to happen. At some point, uh, supply will catch up with demand, and instead of seeing prices go up, we'll start to see prices go down. Um, and that's when we really have to start thinking, okay, well, how do we make the legal industry more competitive? Uh, we need more stores. Now, you in Alberta are actually uh, well in advance on that. You've got uh, over 100 stores now, and you're opening yeah. up a steady stream for the rest of the year, I understand. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been, uh, there's certainly a lot more stores out here than there are in uh, other provinces across the country. Uh, what yeah, do we've think- got less than 25 open here in Ontario. Wow, wow, that's, uh, yeah, I, I read that so I, recently. So having enough stores to make it accessible, having enough product so it's available when the consumers want to buy it, and once you've got those two kind of basics down, then we're really getting into uh, uh, head-to-head competition with the black market. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the price? How does it compare? Um, do you have at least one line of sort of value price? Do you want no-name cannabis <laughs> uh, that's really priced, you know, $5 a gram to compete? Uh, do you have the right types of products? So as uh, you meant, uh, your commentary mentioned earlier, right now we don't have the edibles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big piece of the missing, missing right now. So when we get those, that will also help uh, in the competition. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think is going to happen when those when those edibles come uh, come onto the market? Because I think there's I think there's a lot of folks out there, or there's a there's a, certainly a portion of the population who may be interested in cannabis, um, but don't want to smoke it. They don't want to vape it, but are wanting to try the possibility of uh, they want to try edibles. They want to see what that's like. What do you think that that's going to look like on the, on the business front? Well, initially, it's going to be a, a kind of a tentative or a start. Uh, technically, it becomes legal in the middle of October, but that's only when uh, Health Canada will start uh, processing the paperwork for products. So we won't see products on the shelf to about middle of December. Uh, and then those will be kind of uh, the first crack at the edibles market. So right now, producers are designing products, uh, recipes for foods, formulas for drinks, the vapable oils. Uh, but they're not entirely sure what consumers in Canada really want. And because it's not legal, they can't run taste testing. Mm. Uh, so they're kind of taking their best guess. And so we'll see the first ones come out in December, uh, more product come online January, February. 
And then the producers are going to have to learn uh, from experience. Okay, what do Canadians actually want? What are they willing to buy? Uh, one of the interesting ones is going to be the cannabis beverages. Yeah. Uh, because from what I understand, traditional cannabis beverages are actually not all that appetizing. Uh, <laughs> they're, they have a, kind of a strong taste, of course, from the cannabis, so they tend to cover that up with uh, lots of sweetener and mm-hmm. excess flavoring. But the big producers, because it's legal in Canada, can invest the money, uh, are developing beverages that, if they want, can have no cannabis taste at all. Uh, and it can also have a much faster effect than traditional. So the traditional cannabis drinks, you, you start drinking, you might not notice the high for 30 or uh, 60 minutes afterwards. So the, uh, the producers are working on beverages that look more like alcohol. You'll start to feel the buzz mm. in maybe 15 or 20 minutes. Interesting. Uh, and those be more... Uh, those are when you might start to see people switch from alcohol to, to uh, cannabis hmm. drinks if they can make one that actually is, is appealing that way. Michael Armstrong is a business professor at Brock University. Michael, is what we're seeing here in Canada, is it, um, is it similar to other locations um, that have, have gone through this process when it comes to uh, taxing and supply, all that sort of thing? Uh, yes and no. Uh, certainly... Uh, the overall process is similar. So looking down in the United States, uh, California and Colorado provide an interesting contrast. Uh, both of them have legalized cannabis at the state level. Uh, Colorado's been more successful. They are more liberal in terms of how they did it. Mm. Uh, California, 80% of the uh, cities and municipalities opted out. Hmm. So uh, that just opened up a big chunk of the market. Well, I should say left a big chunk of the market for the black market. Uh, so there the black market is dominating, um, and the legal industry is struggling. Very few taxes are collected. In Colorado, uh, the legal industry is done much better. There's more tax revenue because there's more legal sales. So that, that is definitely instructive for us. We don't want to repeat uh, California's mistakes. On the other hand, we have the big difference. It's actually fully legal here. Mm-hmm. Down in the United States, yeah, the states aren't prosecuting, but the federal government, the laws are still in the books. Uh, if you're a federal government employee, uh, if you want to have a, a business bank account at a federally registered bank, uh, cannabis is still illegal for hmm. you. Hmm. Interesting. Michael, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. appreciate your insight. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Michael Armstrong, who is a business prof at Brock University. Um, and I'll be honest with you guys, I, I've, I've never bought pot, so um, I don't know much <laughs> about it. I, I think I've told you I did uh, go into one of the stores uh, up in the north end of town uh, after before after Christmas just to check it out. I wanted to see what the stores uh, look like and just see it all. I mean, according to this report, um, Canadians are paying about $10 a gram for to legal sources and an average of $6.37 a gram for a gray market product is what they're calling it about. So about $10 a gram legally, uh, four bucks, maybe five bucks cheaper from your guy, whatever it is. Again, I don't know what those what those numbers uh, look like and I sound probably like an old lady trying to explain it as my uh, producer and my opera in there looking at me going, oh my gosh, she's trying to talk about marijuana again. Uh, but yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean, anytime I've seen it, someone just kind of shows up with it. Um, some of your texts come in, hey, legal prices are the only thing that has kept us using the gray market. Like your guests say, they got to get some value brands going. That's interesting. Um, 
This says, I thought when I was legalized, Jay, I would be able to go to the store, find a certain strain brand that gave me the effect that I was looking for. But every time you go to a store, they never have the same thing. So you can't find that one you like. Plus, the price is way more expensive and they don't bring it to my door. So I went back to my guy. And that was a thing. The one store that I went into, it was up, again, it was in the north end of uh, the city. Um, um, And it was, they were almost all out of it. They were almost all out of it. Um, it was it, there was a shortage when we talk about the supply. Someone says, if you don't know anything about it, why don't you try it? Well, I didn't say I hadn't tried it. I, I just said I didn't know anything about buying it. You know what I mean? Um, someone said I had a cannabis beverage two years ago from a shop in Maple Ridge, and it tasted fine. I had a beverage from Mosquito Nevada, the or Mesquite Nevada, maybe this past March, and it tasted good and was faster acting. It's going to be very popular. Hadn't heard about the cannabis drinks. Well, I'd heard about the development of them. Didn't know that you could buy them, uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, but that'll be interesting. I think that is going to be a, another really interesting factor when it comes um, to. Um, legalized uh, cannabis is is the is the drinks. I think the edibles are certainly going to be a, a, a game changer for some people. I know I've had conversations with people who have no interest, as I said, in smoking or vaping, but very interested in edibles, interested in uh, the drinks as well. Um, so I think that's uh, that's going to be something to watch um, coming up through the end of the year. Uh, this one says, Jay, the black market is the way I go. The vendor price is way too high. Um, and I said, I'm frustrated by legalization. They said that they were legalizing and they would help mom and pop. It was, it was uh, all going to be about... Uh, oh, okay, I'm going to have to read that. And that obviously is voice to text. And it says, Robert says, I keep waiting for legit, repeatable, large-scale proof of CBD's miraculous medical benefits. Might be a long wait. Okay. Anyway, keep them coming at uh, 630, 6.30. says, yeah, Jay Lynn, I'm a beer drinker, so I would try drinkables. I think it would be interesting to try. Um, Jay, I can get a full ounce for $100. That's $3 a gram. Retail buds are too, way too expensive. Doug? said tried legal edibles for the first time in Nevada, not in a hurry to try it again. We will buy a gram at a time to, to try. Bit like wine tasting. Interesting.